Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, everybody, Bodhi here. I want to apologize that this is getting out so late. I had some problems with Adobe Audition 2017. For some reason, it was giving me the music, but not the spoken word part of the podcast. And then when I fixed that, there were some other parts of the podcast that did not audibly, it didn't, it was messing up and there was some clicks and clanks and I don't know. Long story short, it's fixed now. I did notice that I did a lot of rambling on this episode of the podcast So next week it'll go right back to 20 minutes, but I cut a lot of rambling out. And that's mostly because I just think that I wasn't saying anything that was worth listening to. So I wasn't trying to edit myself in any sort of censorship way. Uh, It was more of a, good God, what the hell was I thinking when I said all this nonsense? Having said that, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, Before I let you go, I want to say thank you right up front to Ben McLeish, 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 from a lovely gentleman from the UK. And he was nice enough to, and this don't take this as me being sarcastic because it's not, he was nice enough to correct the way I was saying Elon. He said it's Elon and he's 100% correct. And I will work on that. Um, I'm going to blame my lazy mouth. I'm just a lazy, I have lazy speech. Ben, thank you very much. I really appreciate you having the nice words and saying that you like the podcast. And also, I really appreciate uh, your feedback. So without further ado, let's listen to this podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host and it is uh, 10.55 at night on a Friday because no matter what I do, I can't seem to do this stupid podcast in the daytime. For whatever reason, things just come up. I try to do it every Friday and Friday is like the worst day. My wife is uh, home on the weekends not that she's not home, in, she's home in the evenings too, but my wife comes home on the weekends, so it's the day that I try and get the whole, the whole house kind of in order, or as much as I can. It's a really pathetic attempt on my part, part, so that she can have, you know, an easier weekend, because she does a lot of stuff on her days off. So, because of that, for whatever reason, I just cannot get this podcast recorded before 
10 or 11 o'clock at night. But that's okay. I don't mind. I was able to do some pre-show stuff. I'm going to be honest with you. For one 20-minute show, it's about three to four hours of prep time. And uh, it's just getting more and more time because there are more and more interesting articles. This is the coolest time or the... Well, the coolest time. I've only been doing this for six months, but it seems like the coolest time to be involved in EVs, renewable energy, and all of that fun stuff. Just that quirky SpaceX, Elon Musk digging tunnels. Just this. It's just a really fun time for this. Uh, for the stuff that I cover on this podcast. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little out of sorts. <laughs> And and it's not for a bad way reason. So normally, before I do this podcast, I'll listen to like, you know, one or two songs of like heavy metal to get kind of my heart rate up and, and to get excited and kind of bounce around a little bit and get some energy and strike some, uh, uh, some of those poses. I can't remember what they're called, but you kind of puff out your chest and put your hands by your chest, by your side, and it makes you supposed to make you have more confidence and blah, blah, blah. I don't know if it works, because if you listen to most of what I say, it's mostly just dribble. But, so I, do, I have a little thing that I go through most most of the time. I don't do it every time. And today, I was like, what do I now listen to? So I go to Apple Music, and you know what? Right there on the front page is the Weather Girls, It's Raining Men. Not ashamed. I absolutely love this song. Um, it is as um, it's really up tempo, so it gets your your heart moving just as much as heavy metal does. Uh, but it makes me laugh every single time. The music from this era is awesome. It it just like here. You know what? I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna put on a little taste of it. I don't want to play too much because I don't know how much I can play without getting sued. Although nobody's going to sue me, I don't have any money, and nobody—I don't have enough listeners for them to even really care. But here we go. You ready? Here it goes. So, I don't know. I love that song. It makes me laugh every time. I didn't even know this song existed until, uh, man, I was—I don't even know what season it was in. Uh, on The Simpsons, Mo threw out Homer's uh, record out of the jukebox, and it was It's Raining Men. And uh, I went and I found it because I love The Simpsons, and I was like, this song is awesome. So I hope you guys enjoyed that little bit of It's Raining Men. This is going to be a really long podcast. I've got so much news. Let me tell you. <clears throat> I even I had to make a note about it because there was so much to go through today. In okay, so I go through hundreds of articles. So what I do throughout the week, and this is I don't know if you care about my process, 
Um, it could probably be streamlined a lot, but this is how I do it. I go through once a day and I put um, articles that I think might be interesting into Instapaper. There's a lot of things that I skip over that I'm like, ugh, I kind of wrestle with it. But I'm like, no, I'm, I've got to, you know, kind of hold back and, and cull the articles down to something that's reasonable. At the end of the week, I look at those articles. This week, I had over 45 articles in there, which is a lot for me. Um, I try to do three articles, maybe four, sometimes five um, on the podcast, because I think after 20 minutes, I kind of turn into a moron, more of a moron than I am right now. So I, I knocked it down to like 30-ish from 45. And what I do, if it goes into Instapaper, like if it makes it to Instapaper, then the, the, if it doesn't get on the podcast, it definitely goes on the kilowatt.bz website. So if you want to know, if you're like, man, Bodhi forgot blah. Well, maybe I, I probably didn't. It probably wasn't something that I thought would be super interesting on the podcast, or maybe I didn't know how to make it interesting, which is probably more apt. Um, so because I didn't know how to make it interesting, I just put it on the website. So, um, but I've, I've called that down and I think, let me look, let me pull it up here. Oh, paper. One, two, three, four, five, six, eighteen. Today we're going to do eighteen articles, and I did have some duplicates from of the forty-five, so those kind of went away. So we'll see how many end up with total on the website, but lots of stuff to go through today. So let's start. And this is by Steve Hanley. Uh, Turns out the fine people of Portugal will be able to order a Tesla on January 27th. Um, Those lucky enough uh, to order uh, should receive their Tesla in the second quarter of 2017. Um, Tesla like in every country, they they feel like they need to put the the infrastructure there to support their cars, which makes perfect sense. So they've built a um, supercharger in Portugal. There's going to be more. I think it's in Sao Paulo. No, no, that's in Brazil. Oh, I didn't write it down. But there's a supercharger in Portugal, and then there'll be others across Europe. I mean, there are others across Europe. They're going to be continuing to grow their supercharger network in Europe. And there's a cool little video of a Tesla rolling around Portugal, um, which Portugal is a place that I've really, it's really pretty. We have a friend that used to live in Portugal, and he speaks Portuguese. Um, he's not from there, he's from the United States, but he lived there and went to school and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he goes back every now and again, and his pictures are always gorgeous. Portugal looks like such a cool country to go and visit I used to live in Idaho where there's, and I know these aren't the same thing as Portuguese people, but there's a, there's a large Basque population there and there's a lot of Basque restaurants and it's all really good food. And I can't imagine that Portuguese food is that far away from Basque food. Although I don't think I've ever eaten Portuguese food. So, uh, there's a random tangent, um, inside EVs. This is confusing to me. I don't know if it was C Davis that wrote it or Mark Kane that wrote this article, Robert Llewellyn, who's an English actor, 
who played Crichton on Red Dwarf, which is a uh, show, I think, on the BBC, but it was an, it's an English show. And he's been in a bunch of other stuff. Um, he even had a... Um, he had a podcast called Carpool, where he would drive around and interview people. If this sounds familiar, Jerry Seinfeld stole it directly from Robert Llewellyn, his uh, Comedians Getting Coffee, direct ripoff from Mr. Llewellyn. Anyway, um, he also has a show right now called Fully Charged, and he talks about the um, Lucid Air, and he kind of gives a good, a really good history of explaining the car, the company, and just kind of the background of Lucid Motors. So I'll put that on the on the website. This might not go up tonight on Friday. It might go up on Saturday because, um, you know, by the time I get done recording these podcasts, it's going to be midnight. But I'll try and get it up on Saturday morning. Uh, if you want to look at it, go there or go to Inside EVs and take a look at it there. But KilowattBZ is my website. Let's see. This is an electric by Fred Lambert. Uh, Tesla introduces a Model 3 teaser video in its stores, in its showrooms. Um, Electric's got a 16-second video. It doesn't look that... I mean, it's nothing we haven't seen before. Um, but it does show that, it, you know, the Model 3 release is becoming closer, and that's getting... That's kind of more exciting. I'm really more excited about the Model 3 event, the next Model 3 event, event which should be soon. Um where we get to kind of see the final interior and, you know, what what trims we can order, what uh, what options we can order. So that'll be more exciting um, for me. If you pre-ordered the Model 3 now, today, it uh, looks like you'd get it late 2018. So keep that in mind if you're thinking about it. You should probably do it um, sooner rather than later. This is next one's from Teslarati, Christian Prinzler. Uh, Tesla has sued its former director of autopilot software, Sterling Anderson, for breach of contract. So what Mr. Anderson is accused of by Tesla is that he tried to steal proprietary information and property. He tried to recruit or poach other um, Tesla employees away from Tesla, and he destroyed evidence in doing these two things, um, he destroyed the little evidence trail. Anderson, uh, Tesla accuses Anderson of starting his own autonomous driving company called Aura with Aurora, sorry, with ex Googler Christopher Ormson while still being employed at Tesla, which that is definitely a conflict of interest. And if that really did happen, then. Um, I can see where Tesla might have a case for some of this, but let's go on. First, I'm going to take a drink. I was really heavy-handed on the bourbon. It's more bourbon than soda in this drink right now. All right. So, just to give you an idea, um, Tesla is saying that um, Anderson would point out employees and Ermson would go in and offer them a job for at their new startup. So what is this information worth? Well, Tesla says that uh, the inform information um, for Aurora might be worth billions of dollars. 
Um, they used Auto and Cruise, which Auto was, I think, picked up by Uber. And Cruise was picked up by uh, General Motors, both autonomous software. Um, Tesla describes their technology as a little more than demoware, but um, Auto was purchased for $680 million, and Cruise was purchased for a billion dollars. So that is quite a significant um, amount of money. So if if Mr. Anderson and Mr. Mr. Anderson and Mr. Ormson were, and I hope I'm saying that guy's last name right, uh, if they are saying if they are using this to just kind of create a company, flip it, and sell it for a bunch of money quickly and easily, um, then you know what? Shame on them, because. Um, if they're really stealing the the information. However, if they both have a new way of doing autonomous driving and Tesla's like, no, we're too entrenched in this, the way we're currently doing it. And I don't know if uh, Ormson worked at Google and then stopped prior to the, I don't know his story, basically. And I don't know what he did at Google. Uh, But if you worked on the self-driving cars, if these two guys came up with a new way and both their companies are like, nah, we're not really interested, we're going to go this direction, and they're going to um, try and further their development and and see where it goes, then I'm all for it. I think that's awesome. But if they're basically taking information that they got from their uh, former employers and they're like, well... um, you know, we're basically just going to roll this in to some demoware and then we're going to sell it for hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, I can see where Tesla might have a case. However, I kind of, not knowing all the facts and only knowing really what's Tesla's side in this, um, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. So it's not clear what their intentions are. It's not clear what technology or which direction they're going to go with the technology. And it's really not clear if they really, you know, he really did sell things. Although it does kind of sound like they did try to poach parts of the engineering, Tesla's engineering team. But uh, we'll just kind of see how that goes. We'll we'll, we'll keep up on it. Um, Tesla's, this is Teslarati uh, from Gene over at Teslarati. Tesla's new battery pack uh, used in the P100D is a little different from previous battery packs that Tesla's put out there. Jason Hughes dismantled a 100-kilowatt battery pack um, to look and see what's inside of it. Now, most people might say, that's a heck of a lot of money. Why would you do that? Well, what he did was he purchased one P100D that was under salvage. I don't know how much he paid for it. Even if he paid, let's pretend he paid $20,000. P100D is probably $660. Say he paid $20,000. That's still a lot of money. to just pull open the battery and see what he got. So I don't know what his plan was, but and I don't know how much money the guy has, but that's a lot, I think. Even if it was 5000 that's still a lot. But we'll see. Um, or I'm curious to what he's doing with the, the car after all this is done. But what he found is that each battery module has more battery cells. Now, the battery cells that Tesla's using for this battery pad are the 18650 um, 18650 lithium battery cells. This is not the new battery cell that's going in the Model 3. 
um, that they're going to start making at the Gigafactory soon here um, at the end of February. Um, in this battery, there's a total of 16 modules. That's a grand total of, and so the module is kind of like the case, and the cell is the battery that goes in the case. So there's 16 mad modules in this battery pack and over 8,256 cells, and it provides 102.4 kilowatt hours. So it actually gives a little bit more than 100 kilowatt hours, 2.4% more um, than 100 kilowatt hours. The battery has a replaceable connector, and this leads Mr. Hughes to believe, and some others, that customers may be able to retrofit this battery to older vehicles that need newer battery packs. So let's pretend that you buy a 2012, I don't know if that would be that far back. Let's pretend you buy a 2014 uh, Tesla Model S, and you're like, well, my battery's crap, or I want a new battery for whatever reason, and you can just go to Tesla and buy a 100 bat 100 kilowatt hour battery and now you've just upgraded your car now you don't get all the sensors you don't get all the the radars and the cameras and all that stuff but you, you upgrade your battery and now you're going um depending on what kind of car you have now you're going you know 350 40 miles whatever the p100 does or the 100d does can't remember exactly how far it was 320 to 350 let's say that somewhere in that neighborhood so that's kind of cool Although that would probably be a really expensive battery pack to upgrade. Uh, Tesla improved the battery cooling. And this is really important because lithium batteries shouldn't get too hot because they explode. So that's important. But the cooling also helps um, improve the battery longevity. So what they did was they used shorter and thinner cooling loops per module. And this improved heat dissipation. Um... And the, the cooling helps keep the batteries, like I said, at optimum tense, optimum temperatures to improve longevity. The next article, moving on, is Tesla uh, is electric from Fred Lambert. Um, so this really shouldn't be news, and we we talked about this a little bit, I think, last week, maybe the week before. But Elon Musk's Elon, sorry, said that. Uh, Tesla will not stop innovating, and there will be a major release every 12 to 18 months. Um, and I would say adjust your buying accordingly. So if you can wait uh, to buy a new Tesla, and you're in the middle of that cycle somewhere, then wait until the new improved hardware comes out, or the new improved car comes out. Buy it then. And, you know, for at least the next 12 to 18 months, you've got the, the newest thing or as close to the newest thing as possible. Um, it's just like buying a MacBook or an iPhone or whatever. It's, it's just technology. Now, I believe that as the technology for electric cars um, reaches a maturity, it's going to be a similar... It's going to be uh, similar updates as what computers and TVs, just consumer electronics in general, phones... So right now, um, nobody's being blown away by the newest iPhone or the newest uh, Pixel phone. I mean, they're nice, but they're not like, oh, never would have thought of that. It's There's no real blow-me-away features. I think they're cool, and I upgrade my iPhone every single year. 
because I have a little one of those little payment plans with Apple. But um, you know, it's not it's not like earth shattering. And eventually, as the EV market matures, that's the same thing's going to happen, and it's going to be more incremental updates. And it might even be more than, you know, sooner than 12 to 18 months, but there's not going to be like these big hardware two type um, announcements. Over time, it's just going to mature. It's going to slow down. It's just the way that it works. So my prediction. So this next one is electric from Fred Lambert. Tesla delivered uh, its new new Teslas to the to Taiwan this week. So it opened its first Taiwanese store last September in the nation's capital. I said that because I can't pronounce the nation's capital. Um, or not pronounce it with confidence. Um, the cars uh, delivered this week came from those initial pre-orders in September. Um, oh yeah, I should. they opened the first stores in September. Uh, te- Tesla is very bullish on t- in on Taiwan. And uh, especially now that the Model 3 is coming out, they're adding superchargers, and they've started uh, the first superchargers at the Taipei Expo um, Park in Taipei. I don't know why I didn't. I'm dumb. Anyway, uh, so that's good news and exciting for all the folks that live in Taiwan. Next story comes from Fred Lambert. And uh, you know what? Um, Is this one of those Nope. Hold on. So Elon Musk confirms that the T um, logo that it uses is the cross-section of the electric motor. And I say mystery solved, and I also kind of say I don't care. I don't know if you care, but I really didn't care. But it made news, so I thought that I should add it in there real quick. Uh, Next story is same from Fred Lambert, is National Electric vehicle Sweden, NEVS NEVS. Um, it's a Chinese firm that purchased Saab's assets when it went bankrupt. Um, it, I, you know what? I didn't know. I like Saab. I think Saab's a cool company. I was not aware that Saab went bankrupt. I remember vaguely a couple of years ago, or not a couple, maybe a couple months ago, doing an article on how Saab was going to do electric vehicles, but maybe I didn't put two and two together, or maybe I'm just forgetting it all together. Um, but the the funny thing is when you do a, a, a news podcast about a particular topic, you're like, did I, you don't, you can't remember if you actually talked about something or if you just saw something. So, yeah. So basically this Chinese firm purchased uh, Saab's assets from bankruptcy. They just received a license to produce electric vehicles in its Tianjin China factory. Hopefully I said that right. They're going to build 200,000 EVs um, a year once the factory is fully operational. It's expected that the factory will be fully operational by the end of this year, 2017. Uh, Kind of a cool little um, bit of information um, extra here is Panda Energy, Energy, a Chinese leasing company for electric vehicles, has pre-ordered 150,000 of these sedans. Now it's going to be the sedan is going to be based on the Saab 93 four-door sedan. So um, they've purchased 150,000 dollars, 150,000 of these. 
and it's an estimated the deal's estimated to be worth 12 billion which is a really good start for your electric car company receiving 12 billion dollars it'd be interesting to see how much these things cost to the public once they're um, built and released so let's do some quick news because it is 32 minutes into this podcast and i don't know if i'm even halfway done yet no i'm more than halfway done so quick news the deputy ruler of dubai uh, not only has a model s but he also has a supercharger in his home at his home not in it but at it um Tesla is set to open a new store in the UAE, United Arab Emirates, next month. Next month, um, we're not sure if it'll be in Dubai or Abu Dhabi. Um, but, you know, cool news. Uh, there's um, there's a lot of potential for growth in that part of the country. There's a lot of money to be had, or there's a lot of money floating around in that country. So it's a good move for Tesla. So we'll see how that works out for him. Uh, Elon Musk, this is just, I'm just going nuts. I'm not going to say who's it from. You can go to the website and check if you really care. Elon Musk says via Twitter that the first iteration of autonomous driving will be released in three months, maybe, and six months, definitely. Um, this is for hardware 2.0 cars. It's not clear what will be included in the first iteration of autonomous driving, but it's still exciting news. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Tesla changes the Model 3 logo from three horizontal lines to the number three. I like the horizontal lines better. I don't know about you guys. Let me know what you think. Um, The first Chevy Bolt arrived in Quebec, Canada. And as far as uh, we know uh, from the article that I read, there's at least one. That's all that they saw was one. So hmm, we'll see what happens. Uh, Elon Musk wanted, he wants to dig a hole from his boring company, his tunneling company. He wants to dig a hole, a tunnel from SpaceX to LAX. And it's not clear if he's going to let anybody else use it, but it looks like that's only about 6.2 miles. Um, so it would save him about 20 minutes of driving during light LA traffic. Not sure if this is the best use of his time. However, um... You know, he's going to need to have these big machines that bore holes into Mars to help shield um, the first people that go to Mars from radiation and things like that. So, you know, bore it into the ground and build these little subterranean civilizations until they can, you know, build the real big, whatever, the space state planetary station thing they're going to be living in. Um. So I don't know if this is a proof of concept that they're doing. And he said that they're going to start next month. And it seems like there's way more regulatory approval to to get this done than next month. We'll kind of see. We'll see. I don't feel like some people are like, well, I think Elon Musk is, is trolling us. I don't think he is. I don't think he's going to have it start digging next month. But I don't think he's trolling us. But we'll see. Oh, man. It's not over yet. Hold on. Wishful thinking. Let me pull this out. Push further, further, further. Further, 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 further. Shouldn't be too much longer now. If you're like, man, when is this thing going to end? Hopefully not too much longer. Um, anyway, it would be much easier and cheaper for him to just let lease a helicopter. And it would. He, I kind of think that's probably what he should do. Unless he's trying to prove a point. I don't know. 
We'll see. Uh, let's see. Um, back to the big stories. Fred Lambert at Electric um, wrote this last story. Not the last one. Wrote this current story that I'm reading right now. Model 3 suppliers are held to strict contracts. And Elon Musk is not messing around. He said that uh, you can make a baby in nine months. Um, then, If you can make a baby in nine months, then you should be able to make a tool in nine months. So... Um, you know what? Hold on one second here. Having some problems with my... Okay, I think that's better. Um, so German automotive supplier SHW found out the hard way that Elon is serious. They failed to meet uh, Tesla's standards on their axle drive pumps, and Tesla canceled the $107 million order, which is about 100 million euros. Um, it's unknown if this will affect the release of the Model 3 or not. I have to imagine that Tesla has planned for backup um, suppliers. So we'll kind of see uh, how this plays out. But uh, yeah, their stock price, the SHW stock price, took a 10% hit, which is pretty significant. Uh, next article from Fred Lambert. Um, electric some hardware 2.0 owners with the latest update of autopilot the one that's in beta are seeing wobbly lines road lines on their instrument cluster in autopilot mode now tesla said this doesn't affect how the car drives in autopilot mode it's just on the cluster i'm sure if you're driving down the road and this starts doing that you probably have your doubts but this is what they said they are aware of the issue and they're working on a fix um the new autopilot, this is their description, this is their um, statement, paraphrased. The new autopilot is basically, it's built on a completely different platform than the old version. So there's bound to be bugs. Um, that's why it's called a beta. Mel Herbert of the Talking Tesla podcast, which is a great podcast. Don't stop listening to this one, but go listen to theirs because it's really good. Is also He's having this issue and he's talked about it on this podcast and even on the Talking Tesla Tesla Twitter site uh, page. He's posted video of the the wobbly lines. Um, there's an update coming soon, and hopefully it'll fix the issue. Um, there's been some talk, and I don't know. I didn't. There was some talk in the article, but I don't know if this is a, a separate issue or the same. But there's some talk about the cameras maybe not being calibrated right or at a different angle and all that stuff. But anyway. If this next version doesn't fix, software version doesn't fix the issue and some other issues, I'm sure that uh, it'll probably just be a simple go to the service center and they'll hook you up with some whatever hardware fix needs to be taken care of. Okay, we have two more articles left and they're both about Faraday Future. So Faraday Future is having a little bit of a hard time. Now, it just came out, we talked about this a week or two ago, maybe three, sometime in January that their car is not going to cost more than $300,000. That's a nail in their coffin. There's so few people that can spend money on a $160,000 car or even a $60,000 car, $65,000 car. There are so many fewer that can spend money on a $300,000 car. Um, so Faraday Future already has a large set of problems and just convincing people 
to buy a $300,000 car that they really haven't driven yet and isn't complete. So let's run down some of the problems. And listen, I take no joy in talking about this, but it is reality uh, for this car company. Um, so um, it's only received 60 paid reservations out of the 64,000 reservations they reportedly had. That doesn't mean they're lying. It just means they had, for priority, you paid uh, $5,000, I think it was, and or you could register for free. So that doesn't um, mean they're lying, but that 60 reservations only turns into about 30000 no, $300,000. Did my math right? Let's look. All right. I'm a dummy. I accidentally shut off my recording when I was looking at the calculator. Yes, I did my math right. Let's go through this. Man, I had really good points, and I had talked for a really long time. So long that my mouth is dry. All right. Let's move on. Going back here. Um, yes, so some top... Half a dozen top executives have left. The company doesn't have a CEO. According to insiders or people familiar with the situation, the corporate structure is a disaster. Well, that makes it, I mean, that makes it hard to hold someone responsible, accountable, if something doesn't get done. Also, that makes it very hard if you're working there and you're like, hey, I need help with X, Y, and Z. Who do I report to? And they're like, eh, I don't know. Really takes a... a kind of a nut punch to productivity. So, um, I don't, like, hopefully it's not as bad as they're saying it is, but if it is, that's that's not going to get a car out the door anytime soon. Um, they basically run out of money. The Nevada factory is on hold, and I don't know if you remember from the CES um, video, they showed these big earth movers creating this huge flat area probably for another company that's going to come in and buy that land because the earth is the earth movers have come in and then they showed a digital or computer generated building over the top of that and that's not real and they said that i think is by the end of 2017 or something like that they'll have it up and going but at this time it's still on hold so here's my opinion for faraday future Faraday Future needs to strip away all of the, the bullcrap. They need to get everything that is not essential for this car and and take it off. Strip it off. It doesn't need a neural network. It You're going to sell, at most, 10 cars at $300,000. You're not building any sort of cool narrow network with such a small amount of vehicles. So strip that away. It's not important at this point. What's important is you get a car out and prove all of these people that are saying that you can't do it that you can get a car out. Maybe it's not what you promised. That's okay. It doesn't have to be. It just has to be a car. So strip all of the nonsense away. No autonomous driving. You've already proven that at this point, you can't park the car because it took you two times to park the car. So just strip that out. Don't don't worry about it. It's not important. I have two cars. They're both internal combustion engine vehicles. And I am very happy with both of my vehicles, and they don't do anything special. The Chrysler minivan does a little bit more than our Mazda does, but it doesn't It doesn't matter. Essentially, they drive me to work. They drive my kids to soccer. That's it. I mean, it doesn't do anything beyond 
what's special. If you want to add some little special tweaks if you have time, great. But you're probably not going to have time. At this point, you're, you're reaching an area. You're about to fall off the planet, right? You're shooting for the moon, but you have no fuel in your rockets. So you're not going to leave Earth. You can't. This is not something that can, even if the billionaire owner that funded Fair, Fair to Future dumps all of his his cash into this, your it's the money's not going to be there because it's too expensive, it's too complicated, and the car looks cool ish. I like it, but there are sometimes when I look at it and I don't like it. But you you're 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 overshooting. Tesla's been in this business the the car business way longer than you have and if you're trying to test catch up to tesla ford gm volkswagen mercedes audi they haven't caught up to tesla so don't feel bad if you can't do it uh tesla's on a very specific uh trajectory and you could be on that trajectory too just not with your first car in summary reduce the size of the vehicle and make a really cool, affordable car for somebody who is normal. Maybe it costs $40,000. Okay. Maybe fully decked out, it's fifty-five. Great. Make a car that is reasonable. Don't make a car for rich people. Make a car for everyday, ordinary people who could, I mean, obviously, if you can afford a $45,000 car, you're not an everyday person. But you're, in, you're closer than you are if you can afford a $300,000 car. So in a related story to Faraday Future, because this is a Faraday Future store story, this is Inside EVs, Kumar P, uh, initial P. Um, Faraday Future is being sued by the Mill Group. Uh, apparently the Mill Group uh, created a 3D virtual vehicle tour for the FF91, and they were only paid by Faraday Future $20,000. Now, that seems like, well, that's a good, that's a, that's a lot. Except for when the agreed upon price was $1.82 million, doesn't seem like quite so much anymore. So they are suing them for $1.8 million uh, because Faraday Future didn't pay them. Here's the problem. I don't know that Faraday Future ha has the money to pay them. But moreover, um, Faraday Future has the product. They already have the tour. So it's not like um, the mill group can hold it and say, hey, um, you give us the rest of our money or you're not getting your virtual tour. No, they already got it. So they've already, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel bad for these guys because I don't know how much, how big their company is. It seems like it's a big contract and a lot of money. It seems like they're going to be eating a lot on this uh this deal with Faraday Future, because, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't know that they have the money to pay you one point eight million, one point eight million dollars, and if you get a lien against them, I, when the 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 rights or the um, assets of the company are paid off, uh, you might get like a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars. I don't think you're going to get anywhere near a one. Point eight million or even a million dollars, you'd be lucky to get five hundred thousand dollars because everything's sold at pennies on the dollar, and that's kind of looking what it's looking like it's going to happen. So, hopefully, there's a lot of markup, more than you know, one point eight million dollars in markup on these little virtual tours. Hopefully, 
So that is it. That's it. That's the whole podcast. 49 minutes and 20 seconds right now. So thank you, everybody, for sticking with me this long. Um, Try next week to get it back down to 20 minutes. But we'll see. There's lots of really interesting articles. Um, But you can email me if you want to contact me, Bodie at 918digital.com. You could send me a tweet or a message at 918digital. You can call and leave a message at 918-401-0071. Leave a message, be on the show. Go to the website at kilowatt.bz. That's kilowatt.boyz. If you want to leave a review at your favorite podcast host uh, catcher, favorite place you get your podcast, that'd be awesome if they do that. If not, iTunes is always helpful. Uh, let's see here. I do my other podcast. It's called Oblivious, which I'll put in the show notes. I have stickers. I'll put those in the show notes. I won't bore you because this has already gone so long. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And I I really appreciate it. It's been a good couple of months. Numbers are growing. Uh, people are starting to interact outside of the show with me. I think that that's awesome. I'm really um, encouraged by it, and I'm looking forward to seeing what comes in 2017 so that is it i want you guys to have a great week and thanks for listening to kilowatt Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.